Well, it's uh, five past eight on Wednesday night. Are you looking forward check. to uh, Liverpool's uh, trophy lifting ceremony? No, but I really hope they win right now. Yeah, I'm no, really, I, I really like, I never, ever wanted Liverpool to win more than I do tonight. Um, what a horrible note to start a podcast on. Um, uh, it was bad. I can't it believe- was really poor again. Let's just, let's just be honest. I mean, not that anyone would expect <laughs> us to gaslight them or don't have eyes, but that was so poor from United. Just absolutely everything. I mean, the... The one saving grace is we didn't concede the goal that you predicted that we would. <laughs> yeah. You called it as 2-1 last time out. Um, so at least, and David didn't chuck one his net. And despite, and Greenwood scored a nice goal and he's, he's had a couple of slightly quieter games. It was a good goal. It was a good goal. That's I mean, the end of the he positives. He didn't do that. He didn't, he didn't do much else apart from a very nice goal, but that's fine. It, it, just everything else was so poor. The passing was awful. The the fact that I mean and and clearly I think you can before I get into the all the negative stuff I think you can just say they were clearly weren't fit enough or I don't know if fits the right word they were clearly very tired and that affected their performance everything went wrong from there the passing the pressing or well, there was no pressing the defending the ability to compete for second balls in an ugly game. That Everything was so bad. went from the fact that United are basically they played five games in a row with the same starting eleven, and those players are all knackered, all of them. Yeah, uh, and and it was just another poor game. I mean, it's four games in a row now: Southampton, Palace, which wasn't great despite the win, Chelsea, West Ham. We've not been in the races in any of them really. I mean, I know we beat Palace. Palace is different. We beat them, and they weren't great, but we were, we weren't great. But we we were at the races for Southampton and Palace in that we were competing, we scored really good goals, you know, but we we didn't look at our best. The last two games, I mean, the Chelsea game was obviously just dismal and this looked like a massive hangover. My one hope, and this is a hope, not an expectation, by the way, is that this is a kind of bridging post, a halfway house between the absolute travesty of the Chelsea performance and some sort of decent performance against Leicester. Because let's let's talk about where this leaves us. I mean, at the end of that game, we're all kind of desperately hoping United win the game. Ultimately, and unless Chelsea get beaten twice, which I guess could happen, but isn't that likely, uh, losing or drawing was a, losing, uh, drawing or winning by one goal were effectively the same result in terms of the the head to head battle with Leicester because. If they beat us 1-0 under either of those circumstances, you know, putting racking up a, a big win would have made a big difference because then Leicester would have beaten us, have to beaten us by more than we'd beaten West Ham. But effectively, by the end of that game, a draw and a win were the same result in that particular battle. Just not if Chelsea beat Liverpool and whoever they're playing next, I can't even remember, is it Arsenal? Um, so, Wolves. You know, Wolves, there you go, that's right. So there's some, there's some context there, but... The, the level of performance was just, you know, you said, I, I was trying to put it into words and funnily enough, I'm tired at the end of a long day. So my performance is not the best either. It was the lack of ability to get the second ball past the halfway line was almost the defining quality of what was so bad about that game. Like every time the ball was just bobbling around the edge of our area, time after time after time, I was watching the game with a friend um, 
And uh, they said, like, this game just feels like it's been West Ham free kicks all the way through the game. And it kind of did, didn't it? So, Look, it, it um, played completely into David Moyes' plan. He, he set up a team as you'd have set up a team against United six months ago. I'd just play it narrow, expect that United are not going to break you down very often and play off uh, free kicks and... Um, free kicks and second balls, uh, except West Ham got more than that because as as the game went on, they got more and more possession and more confident in that possession. I mean, they end up with 45% of the possession, but so much of United's ball was in these sort of defensive half spaces between the defenders and midfield and they just weren't able to transition it uh, further forward. And one of the bigger problems, and this is not the return of hashtag agenda, Matic out was Nemanja Matic who could not recycle the ball at all I haven't looked it up I don't know how many balls he gave away but I'm betting it's a lot more than he normally does and he or or even move the ball quickly he was taking four touches three four touches every time everything was at jogging pace and and you know just couldn't move it quickly and it started there and he certainly wasn't alone uh, in terms of blame, Bruno had a horrible game. Pogba, I mean, he gave away the penalty, but I wouldn't want our view of his performance to be clouded entirely by that. He had a bit more energy about him. Rashford was just dog awful uh, after, you know, his his curve had been upwards, hadn't it? And this was terrible. Martial, ineffective. I looked at Harry Maguire, who might well have been United's better, best player because he defended well but he looked shattered with 15 to go I mean he looked like he'd just run a marathon uh, and all of it I mean the fullbacks were very 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 poor you know, Brandon Williams pushed forward more Fosu Mensah dragged off at half time when Bazaka came on at half time and he was dreadful as well Williams, I think, you know, when you said agenda, like, I think we have to say, like, Brandon Williams, like, he's just a kid. I'm not hammering him for this. He's obviously not exhausted. He was just bad in this game. Like, he he found it very difficult to have any kind of um, impact. And what's his name? That um, Bowen had him on toast uh, a lot in that game. Matic, like... 97 passes attempted, 89 delivered, 92% success rate. So he actually found a man. I mean, he by far the most passes in the United side, I think. And I, I wonder whether then, I wonder whether any of them were penetrative, though. I mean, that, that's, you can, that's the we, question. You can, well, like, if he, I get the chance during this podcast, I shall look it up. Uh, it just, it just, it felt like he was the fulcrum of of uh, not being able to recycle and use the ball quickly. I mean, I was so ponderous in this game. Not only the just running, but moving the ball quickly. And when we've been good in recent games, recent-ish, relatively recent games, uh, it's because we moved the, the, the ball quickly and, and no one could cope with that pace of, of you know, ball movement, especially around the box, especially between Pogba, Fernandez, Martial Rashford, and sometimes Greenwood, but not today. So the, there's a couple of things I wanted to say. Like, I, I mean, I, I understand why you would be extremely critical of Matic and, and he definitely didn't recycle the ball quickly enough. But I actually don't think he was in the same way that he often has been. Even the primary um, problem with getting the ball from front to back, I think it just broke down at Bruno over and over and over again. And, you know, I, I guess there's been a few games in a row have been somewhat critical of Bruno and by his standards, he, he he found a man a lot, like only gave the ball away 13 times, which is not that much 
for him. And he made two key passes, although I think mostly these were passes leading to like not particularly big chances or anything. Um, and and again, like there's almost no criticism here because he is trying something every single time. But the thing I want to say about the speed of movement of the ball is one of the other characteristics of our play when we've been good in the post-lockdown period is the movement of the players off the ball and Every time, whether it was Pogba, Matic or Bruno that had the ball sort of uh, looking for movement ahead of them, uh, Martial, Rashford and Greenwood didn't start moving in as early as they have been. There was very much that kind of static and then they'll start moving once they get the ball, you know, and, and then like if Rashford gets the ball, Martial will start moving, but there's no no one stretching the play. I mean, I think Dave, um, West Ham defended well and they defended in numbers and they, and they didn't make any defensive, big defensive mistakes and didn't give away penalty that they, you know, they you, you might have found that they would have done. And so they, they, they defended pretty well. I mean, there was one where Igalo had the ball in the box really late on. And he was just surrounded by West Ham with nowhere to go. So they 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 put in a decent shift. But um, I think if we'd been on it, we'd have had enough. We just we were just so far from on it. And I, I feel like detailed breakdown and analysis of this game is almost kind of irrelevant in a way because this is going to be gone with the win. This game. This is all about what it sets up. And the for, problem for sure. is, and and just to be clear, if um, I mean it's a very poor dropped point. Right, two drop points at this stage of the season in the context of what United's chasing. Uh, and But just to zoom out a little bit, of course, just a few weeks ago, you'd have bitten someone's hand off to be in this position. Eight points behind Leicester uh, when we came out of lockdown, now one point ahead. I mean, it's amazing. We didn't expect that. Well, maybe we did. The, there had been an uptick prior to... Prior yeah. to, to lockdown, I mean, maybe we didn't expect it that big, right? So, um, but but also the the other bigger picture is quite obviously, Oli doesn't trust his full squad. Quite obviously, and of because course. he's gone with the first eleven, he knows and uh, basically knows and trusts uh, after we came out of lockdown, and he completely understand it. I mean, I think it's poor squad management in the round. But I completely understand it. And that's the bigger the bigger piece here, that beyond, what, 12 or 13 players, it's hard to find anyone you really trust. And that's that's only, like, there's only a couple of positions where you get into 12 or 13. You know, there's only a couple of positions where you've got two players that could potentially do the job. And, and this is, a, and really that's just central midfield, basically. You know, Fred McTominay, Matic. And and that's really the only position where there's any squad depth. And you could argue, well, I guess Fred and McTominay and Matic are not exactly interchangeable, are they? But you know, between the mid between the five midfielders, you can put out three. Everywhere else, the second choice is an. I mean, maybe we could Williams. Uh, we were kind of advocating for Williams ahead of Shaw. Um, he's not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not having to go at him for being bad in this game. Like he, he's. He's a kid and he's not no, playing no. I any mean, football. So Williams ahead of Shaw you know. um, made sense for lots of portions of, of this season. Right now he's had his two chances. He's not had any football for months and he's been pouring them. Um, yeah. There's no real option at right back. Delo, we've barely seen him in his two years at United, which you know he's got lots of qualities. Uh, in central defence, 
Eric Bailly is the option and he's injured all oh, yeah. of the time. Yeah. You know, talent, but we know there's a mistake in him. So Joe Romero isn't fit enough to play every week, d- despite the sort of Twitter conversation this week. Up front, well, it's it's we're very thankful that Mason Greenwood's had a, a great period post-lockdown because Dan James has been poor most of the season, but August. You know, this is desperately thin. And mm. we're just kind of oh, hoping yeah. that that um, the right kind of decisions are going to be made between, well, Monday and August. I think it's August the 12th. The October? The, October, sorry. October the 12th that the window's going to close. But, you know, I mean, history doesn't tell us that's necessarily going to be the case. I mean, you you want to ship five out and three in, basically, I think, of this squad. Uh, and I can't see United doing eight deals. Doesn't seem likely. Anyway, no. we haven't actually talked about the goals or the game much. It's all it's all been zoomed out. But, you know, the first one is just... <laughs> I mean, I, I expected United to concede after they'd had half an hour of pretty poor um, pretty poor performance. But I expected it be, to be a header from a corner or a free kick or something like that. Uh, not Paul Pogba trying to protect his good looks uh, as know, Damien the, Rice um... tries to lash one in. The uh, the athletic boo had a, um, a little a piece the other day that was like a, a quiz, a referee quiz, um, and to see if you how well you knew the laws of games. It was quite fun. And one of the questions they were all multiple choice, and one of the questions was about which of these is not a reason that you would rule out a handball. And it was like ball being kicked at the hand from close range, blah blah blah. And one of them was player is protecting his face, and that one is a handball. So I had that very much in mind watching that VAR going, oh, this is literally a nailed on pen. There's no mm-hmm. there's no way this is anything other than a pen. And I guess he's somewhat lucky to escape a booking even. I guess it's involuntary. So that would have been remarkably uh, yeah, harsh. But, so, yeah. No, I, I, he, he's not. They in, in, in Spain, for example, that is almost an automatic booking or had been. Um, I think the new handball... While people, many people don't like the fact that there's two different handball rules depending on whether you're attacking or defending and which phase of play uh, of each of those things, uh, the, the fact that you have to be in your natural silhouette for it to be handball is clarified from intent or not intent. Yeah, I mean, it, absolutely. It, it is really clear now. That is handball every single time. 100%. Yeah. Um, and the fact that with VAR, he's tried to pretend he got hit in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not going to work, Paul. Um, the uh, Dave was almost not looking. Uh, he nearly and Antonio caught him napping a little bit. He was like looking down and slightly. Like, he did make his dive. He just dived the wrong way, and that's fine. Not not his fault. Um, our goal was really nice, lovely play. It was like the one of the the only bits of really coherent, nice attacking football we managed. Uh, a great ball from Martial to Greenwood and a. An absolutely fantastic finish and a nice build-up too. Like Which we all expect round. from him now, you know. Just, just fantastic like finish round. standard for for Mason. I mean, yeah. and that's just so disappointing. After that, United you know, got back in it. We weren't really yeah. in it at all before that. We very poor performance in that first half. Score five minutes after half time, and you're thinking, okay, lads, push on from here. Now, now comes a bit of energy. You know, you here's the wake up call. It just yeah. never came. Never. You you wonder whether they're almost like, I don't know about consciously, but on some level, they're like, okay, well, a draw here and we can conserve a bit of energy and 
we we play a shootout against Leicester, but but there there were there was a bigger prize at stake. Certainly, if they'd got a few goals, there was a big prize at stake. And I mean, I know I know I kind of ruled it out as an option, but also like literally, we're above Chelsea in the league right now. So if Chelsea lose two games, then we're still going to be above Chelsea in the league, whatever we do. Um, so you know, it's yeah, disappointing. Uh, a, dis- a disappointing performance, very disappointing performance. Not, I have to say, particularly surprising. I mean, I predicted a loss and I wasn't being like deliberately like um, whatever, like trying to do reverse psychology on the universe because I'm pretty confident that what we predict on this show has literally no bearing on events in that sense. Um, but yeah, uh, the not at the races factor I guess should we should we take a little break and then talk about whether they're going to be at the races against Leicester? Yeah, I mean we can do. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of how, how you'd summarise it, other than what I said at the beginning, which was just how poor and lacking in energy or inventiveness or anything happened. I mean, just one other thought apart from the the squad management portion of my criticism of Ollie. He didn't try and do anything with substitutes either. I mean, Igalos came on in, what, 70-something minutes? What's he supposed to do, though? Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying... I, I, but, I, but that's what I, you do as a coach, right? You try and affect the game in some way. But, I mean, don't you think that any substitution, almost any substitution at that point, you're just like, well, I could try putting... I could try massively downgrading one of these players for a much worse player who might be a bit fitter than them and hope that works. You know, that's... Well, he did. He brought Adriano Gallo on for yeah, Marcus for Rashford. Rashford. Yeah. With 10 minutes to go or, or whatever it was. I mean, McTominay was available in midfield. He could have brought McTominay in and pushed Pogba way for, forward. He could have gone to a completely different formation and gone to two up front. Um, given how narrow the game was, we could have gone from back to front quicker... I mean, there's all sorts of options, and none of it happened. So, and, I mean, you and say look, go back, which we go might be back. asking on Sunday at uh, what time do the games kick off on Sunday? Four at o'clock, I think. Six o'clock. Hmm. You know, and look, if we the other thing actually, the other macro thing I wanted to talk about is if we don't make the Champions League, it's not going to be because we blew two points against uh, West Ham or Southampton, no. or we no. lost against Leicester. It's because this squad was completely ill-equipped to chase Champions League football on, yeah. you know, thirty-first of August or whenever the transfer window last closed last year. Last year, yeah, that was yeah. the problem uh, when they decided that they didn't want to pay for Bruno Fernandez, the fifty-five million pound fee that was demanded, and then in January they decided after it looked like Paul clearly at that stage they knew Pogba would be out for months that they suddenly did want to pay, you know. So that's where the real fault lies. But I think we'll yeah. look back on games like this in Southampton with some regret if we miss out on Sunday. I mean, to be to be specific about it, he could have gone to two up front, but then he's got to find two wide players from somewhere that he hasn't got in his squad. He's got, he could have gone from front to back, but then we're playing into, we're literally playing into West Ham's strengths if we do that. I mean, we made them look good at their uh, the thing that's not their game god knows what would have happened if we tried to play their game you know so it's not like 
And and as for substitutions, you, you you're not looking at that going. Why isn't he doing X, Y, or Z? Maybe you could say, well, he should have tried something, anything, because Plan A was so dramatically not working. That's kind of but the point I'm making. I'm not, I'm not trying to say, obviously, bringing Igalo on for Rashford is an upgrade. No, <laughs> no. Uh, but um, like it's a bit like I was thinking that you kind of want Fernandez to come off because he's playing so badly. But it's the old Rooney problem of um, I don't mean right at the very end of Rooney, but the sort of 2014, 2015 kind of Rooney problem where he's playing really badly, but you you don't really want to take him off because you know he could still do something, get a free kick, do a madness suddenly pull a brilliant moment out of thin air, you know, and he, I mean, he did that less and less, but he, he would, for a long time, he would still do that when he was playing really badly. Yeah, so yeah. it I, is a I, difficult look, I get it. Problem. I get it. It's just that um, basically from 51 minutes on when Green was scored, our strategy was hope that they suddenly start playing better. Yeah, I agree. And for me, the real problem isn't about the lack of, technical change or you know tactical change for me the real problem is about the lack of being able to inject anything into the side through force of personality through whatever it might be this is this is my remains my biggest concern about Solskjaer and that's probably not going to change unless I mean we've we've talked about all the things he's getting right and the things that he's got right especially in the kind of post-lockdown era but you watch him during the drinks break that second drinks break and you're thinking, I, I'm, you know, well, I was about to say I'm not an expert in body language. I literally am an expert in body language and I'm definitely not an expert in football, um, but I am actually an expert in body language. And I was looking at him going, how does that convey anything to these players that's going to lift them? You know, sure. I, I, and you can I mean, over-ascribe... I mean, in, in, in Ollie's worst periods uh, at United we've we've often characterized his body language as rabbit in the headlights right he's the schoolboy he won the competition to become Manchester United manager and I think he's demonstrated through his results and the way he's got the team playing that he's much more than that but key moments you sometimes want more it was really noticeable and again I don't want to sound like the son criticizing Steve McLaren as England manager yeah but it's really noticeable the vocal party on the touchline was David Moyes and his coaching staff all of the time yeah it's really noticeable during that game you know well, the when, they, when you the know, only... gave the ball away and it was with one of the West Ham fullbacks it was time 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 you know West Ham with time hey you guys mm. play sensibly you know because this yeah. lot of shot anyway I mean, uh, one, before we go, we can't leave a game with David Moyes without having a dig at him talking about time. Uh, he, he was talking about time before the game, saying it was the only difference. Oli's had a bad start too. Uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, I think, won the first 16 games in a row as Manchester United manager. And also until so tw- the weekend. 12, 12. Let's not 12. exaggerate. Right. But I think he was 19 unbeaten until, I'm not sure David Moyes had a, remind me, did David Moyes have a 19 game unbeaten streak? Did he, did he even he... make 19 games as yeah, he did. Sadly, he did. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, 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 let's compare two European away performances under the two managers, say, like, maybe PSG versus Olympiacos. The one thing that you never hear is an, a United player who played under David Moyes saying David Moyes should have been given more time. I have never, never. heard anyone say that except no, no. him. So, so he said... 
I should have had more time. And he's never let this go. He has never had one moment of introspection in the six years, six and years and two months and however many days since he was fired as Manchester United, not one moment of introspection saying, you know what, maybe I failed, right? And then you add on top of that the fact that his squad clearly hated him, didn't respect him, and then eventually, you know, a two brutus him, right? Ryan Giggs getting the big knife out and then just stabbing it in a couple more times just for good measure. Yet, I mean, this guy was shot as United manager. And, he, and then, in case you're in any doubt, in case you, you're not sure about that opinion, you think, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, let's just check his record out since then because he's, he's done amazingly well. Where? Well, it's kept West Ham. West Ham have appointed him twice to keep them up, and it's worked both times. Um, so that's 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 something. Well done, well done, Moisey. Anyway, should we take some adverts from sponsors who are probably advertising something? Yeah, let's do it. If you want more from the show in between shows, check us out on the socials. We are NQAT Pod on Instagram, Ed's at NQAT Pod on Twitter, and we are under our real names on Facebook at No Question About That. So buy that if you want to and don't if you don't. That's my take on it. Um, oh, God, we've got to talk about the Leicester game. I don't want to talk. I don't. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about this game, but I just want it to be over. <laughs> yeah, well, after this, it will be. I mean, uh, United. So it's twenty sixth. It takes Sunday. It takes place, and then the next game after that is a home game against LASK. It's a dead rubber. Ollie would do the very sensible thing, I think, of letting everyone who matters have as much rest as possible right now. Uh, I mean, they're going to get some good time off, but he could play the youth team. They're not going to get beaten six nil. And it's a small squad anyway, right now, relatively small squad. So, yes, we, they will get some time and we can think about something else very shortly. In the meantime, Leicester, Leicester's such a conundrum right now because they've, they've been playing mostly very poorly. But well, they definitely they, have players who can hurt us. They've been playing mostly very poorly and then occasionally really well and occasionally fine but losing. Like, this game... I, I don't so you look at Leicester's Leicester City's results since lockdown. So I'm going to run through all of them because uh, because we've got time. They drew one all with Watford, which is that was the first game back. It almost doesn't count. Terrible result, obviously. The nil nil draw with Brighton at home was a very bad result. They then lost to Chelsea. Then they lost to Everton in a game which they had extended periods where they were the better side. They smashed Palace 3-0. They drew 1-0 with Arsenal, who got a man sent off. Arsenal were definitely the better team that game. Um, they but Leicester destroyed... would have won had it not been for... Sorry, Arsenal would have won had it not been for a very late goal, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Arsenal definitely the better side in that game. The Bournemouth game, Leicester were massively the better side for the first half. Got a man... Well, conceded, then conceded again and got a man sent off, and then it all went completely crazy and they lost 4-1. Uh, they then beat Sheffield United and they were Good. assured. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a game that kind of suited them. But nonetheless, they, they were excellent. Then just completely cap- capitulated against Spurs. But that required two, well, one wonder goal from Harry Kane, a good goal from Harry Kane. Like they, we talked about the XG on of that game on a previous show. 
it's not like they were dominated by Spurs and and lost the game. So I I don't know how we go into this being like, well, because they haven't just been rubbish in lockdown. They've been really mixed. Yeah, I I think this is all about United. Uh, And if we play to play for Leicester, and this is the thing that worries me about Oli, honestly, I think he's quite reactive a lot of the time. He hasn't been so much in the period after we came out of lockdown. Um, We talked in previous shows about United finding an identity, finally, which wasn't about playing counter-attack football. right? But I think he's, as a coach, mentally, he's reactive to what the other team does, and often in quite a slow way. Um, And so that's the thing that worries me most about Leicester, that, that even with Madison out, even with both their fullbacks injured, um, that somehow will find a way to try and play into their strengths. And and especially in this scenario where we can get away with a draw. You know, I think that's the worst scenario possible for United. Uh, because as soon as we do that, if he goes with three at the back again, I'll know that signal that's what we're looking for. He's you know? not going to do that. He's not going to free at the back. No, we've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days. I'm hoping they do almost no physical work in the next three days. They'll do light ball work uh, and do a lot of analysis and preparation. They just try and get them fit. But I said that after the last game, you know. Uh, I I am worried about this game, and it's mostly about our mentality, not Leicester. No, exactly. When I'm talking about Leicester and, and their relative strength or weakness, I guess I'm saying... It's not like there'll be a walk in the park because this is a massive game for them. I mean, it's a, I mean, this is a stupid thing to say, right? This is an absolutely astronomical game for these players. This is the biggest game they've had since the season they won the league. You know, they, they haven't been back in the Champions League since that. This is absolutely astronomically important for them. They are going to be completely and utterly up for this. They've had a week's rest between the well, two games. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's a that's a big deal, obviously. Um and yeah, so they're gonna be a serious threat to United. I think there is no way he's playing three at the back in this game because um A, the personnel are hardly there to do it. I mean Bailly was okay, thank goodness, after that horrible knock he, you know, is back in training and he's okay. But um the personnel aren't really there for him to play through at the back. And also it was such a disaster against Chelsea that he could be reactive to that and be like, mm, better stay away from sure, this. Sure, but Leicester often play through at the back these days. Uh, and so he might just want to match up. You know, I, I hate it when we, we play through at the back because it always signifies a negative approach. The, perhaps the one time it hasn't is at Sanford Bridge when we won there. But almost every other time, it's it's about like covering up for defensive frailties that that Oli sees, of which there are, of course. Anyway, I don't th- I don't think it will happen, but there's a chance. Um, and yeah. and this is the you know there's a wider point there about my worry here is that United will play into their hands, will will think a draw is enough, will start retrenching if it's if it's one one after seventy five minutes, and we start creeping back towards our box. I'll be desperately worried. The best thing possible that can happen in this game is we go, we're going to go for it. And the worry is that that first 11 that can do that, can impose our our will on Leicester, on a weakened Leicester without their best creative player and without two of their best defenders, 
Sonchu will be back, I assume, when he... I think he was banned, banned he... for the season. Was he? Oh, right. Okay. Because it's violent, violent conduct. conduct. Oh, okay. Yeah. He won't be. All right. So they're playing two fullbacks, two very, very fresh young fullbacks. Um, and in fact, they brought in Bennett in the last game against Spurs, who's who's not their first choice at all. Um, and Wes Morgan, who hasn't been, right? So um, they are there for the taking. Uh, if only so, United go and play, uh, impose our will and our pattern of play and our style on them. So we're, we're there for the taking too, though, because we're going to play a back four of Wan-Bissaka, probably Williams, I guess, and... Maguire and Lindelof who just look I mean Maguire was better today and I thought actually I saw a lot of like really really intense criticism of Maguire after his performance in the FA Cup final I just think he was concussed like a really or or at least woozy maybe concussed is too medical a term but anyway that's that's another conversation oh one other thing bloody Gary Neville look he's a United legend he he played his entire career at the club um he's he's won every everything possible in the game when he came into sky sports he was an absolute breath of fre- breath of fresh air as a pundit and as an analysis and he upped the level of analysis uh, and he can still do that at times as an in studio analyst as a co-coms he's sanctimonious and i can't stand it uh, i i just think it's it's just so uncalled for it's his tone that's the problem yeah. Um, as well as what he says, but mostly it's the tone. It's the the sort of "I am above you, Simon Cowell, watching the X Factor, judging you" tone. Yeah. I, I just wish I could have the red button, no cocoms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that is worth. I feel it was worth a mention, given that we hammered a, a famous Man United hater. We should. We should take it out on one of our own when we feel the same way about him sadly um and i I do think that that it's a real shame that he isn't just being used at what he's good at because he's actually never been that good as co-commentator not right from the beginning he's always and especially against united but he brings out the worst in him because i think he he cares too much uh, and he's trying to mask his red tinted spectacles and that him alongside many of the kind of class of 92 have a visible distaste for the current crop of United players for reasons. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why he feels the need to do that. He should, he should just, I mean, United fan, I want United to win. Um, yeah. Sky sports coverage of Liverpool versus Chelsea had John Barnes and another Liverpool player who I've completely forgotten. Oh no, sorry. Sunes and Kelly Cates, who is of course, Kelly Dalgleish. Do you think they're hiding their delight <laughs> at Liverpool winning the title? I don't think no. so. Well, uh, to be fair to Gary, I don't think he'd hide his delight in the studio at Man United winning the title. I'm pretty sure he'd be quite open about that. Liverpool are winning that game. So, that's good. <laughs> I'm not Watch a tribal... Yourself. Watch I'm yourself. Not tri- I'm not a tribal Get, man, Are but you it's... reading my body language here, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Just just to be clear for the listeners who don't get our Zoom call, it's not Zoom, it's Google Hangouts, 
Uh, Ed is literally flicking the bird at me, and he's not wrong. Let's face it. In this God, case, he's not wrong. Showing our age there. We're using Google Hangouts. God, who <laughs> uses Google Hangouts? We're not zooming this. What? No. Zoom's not secure, fellas. You know, if the, 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 there have been things that happened with Zoom and people dialing into Zooms that they thought were private, and you know, unpleasantness being yeah. uh, demonstrated. Yeah. Um, talking of unpleasantness being demonstrated, we've got to predict the results of a game which Manchester United's Champions League qualification entirely rests on, wherein a draw or a win will be good enough and any Don't loss will see us crash out. League. Oh, no. Honestly, this is one of the main reasons that I don't want us to finish fifth is because I really want to put my feet up for three weeks and watch months and months worth of football blasted into my eyeballs. A very high quality <laughs> football it's going to be too. And it not matter. The, the yeah, Champions sure. exactly, and not care at all. Yeah. But if, Although I'm not I'd, I'd be able like to... United to win the Europa League just for the, the, the sake of winning the Europa League. But Exactly. Yeah. But then but then that will be really enjoyable. That'll be like a lovely... Pro- like we'll enjoy that if there's something resting on it. Like I'm not going to be able to enjoy enjoy the champions league tournament which is like almost dream football scenario let's face it if we've got a win almost, stupid thing it would be dream football scenario if we were in it but we're yes. not we're no. in its dirty little runt of a cousin <laughs> yes yeah um, so it, please it let us win this game yeah uh, I, th- I think it'll be one all yeah all right i don't want to make the prediction that i think it's going to be so i'm going to say i think it's going to be one all <laughs> Um, five nil to United. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! If we get two early goals at Colts, oh, okay. I'm going to cry salt tears. Please, I'll Honestly, sell my children for two early goals. Uh, to get into the Champions League, this is how far we done fell. You're know, selling your really, children for the top four. It's once pathetic. upon a time, it's pathetic. Once, once upon a time, you'd have sworn blind that you would only sell your then only child for the league title. And maybe even only the Champions League. Maybe we were so sated by league titles that it would have had to be a Champions League to sell your firstborn. Now no. you'll get all. Now you'll get all three, three for, top for the four. price of one. Unbelievable! <laughs> yeah. Three for the price of a third of one. Then it's unreal. It, it's it's really poor. We've we've we have done become Arsenal. Arsenal have become Burnley. <laughs> the only consolation in it in the process of us becoming Arsenal they've become Burnley lots of uh, very positive chat from me about Mikel Arteta whose team then lost to Aston Villa in hilarious fashion Jack Grealish was absolutely outstanding in that game in in this uh, in this period of watching every possible football game uh, sidebar the missus asking me if I'll ever get bored of watching football all day long (laughs) I think it was a rhetorical you, question and didn't she didn't actually want an answer to that one. Do you want me to because I can I mean, I've known you for a long time Ed I can just like text her and let her know what the answer to that question is. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well I think that might have been part of your best man speech actually. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, something like that. Yeah. Lots of very nice stuff and he'll never get bored of watching football. You can back <laughs> yeah. out now. I didn't do. I didn't. By the way, wasn't it? (laughs) I didn't do a comedy takedown. I I was. It's not in my nature to do a a comedy takedown. I did a comedy build up. That's right. Anyway, one all. One all. We won five rest. We won five nil that day, Ed. We won five nil that day. So maybe that will happen again. Mm -hmm. (sighs) All right. I didn't. 
I didn't want to do this show and now I don't want to stop because I'm scared that this is now going to send us into the void of time in between now and six o'clock on Sunday when it's all done. Well, you've got the uh, the second half of uh, Liverpool-Chelsea to watch and yeah. I assume there's games on Thursday and Friday. I, I assume there might no, not no, no. be, actually. No, because, it's all, yeah, no, all right. Sunday at the same time. Because, so, yeah, the game week ends on today and then well, it's all right it's, okay it's all sunday and it all happens Everything. on sunday i, I yeah. shall be uh dual screening it i guess you, will you united oh, versus we, leicester yeah. chelsea wolves chelsea I wolves on the little screen obviously yeah i'm just gonna i think i'm just gonna watch united leicester um unless just butler and just butler and ben stokes are opening the batting again in which case i might have to briefly right. dual it's, screen. it's raining so i know i know day three no, I was, it'll be raining yeah, I was going to say there's there's test match cricket to tide us over on Friday and Saturday, but really there isn't. So anyway, uh, take it easy, everyone. Look, everyone, don't do any physical work. Do just tactical work, technical work between now and then. Keep yourselves in good shape. Don't overexert yourselves for the final push. We need as much positive mental energy as we can possibly muster between us. Um, for four o'clock on Sunday and we'll be back whatever happens this is the thing right whatever happens we're recording a show at full time whatever happens which is a horrible thought so please United please please do it please could be a very short show yeah (laughs) we'll see you on Monday we'll see you then